prepare yourselves for what I feel like turned into a soapbox episode. <laughs> I finished a book called More Than a Body earlier on in this year from a self-help book club that I am in. And before I even get started on what I learned from the book or anything else, I just want to emphasize the importance of this book. Please get it. Please read it. Please do the work. Please pass it along. Everyone deserves to feel love about their bodies. And in an image conscious world of self-scrutiny and judgment, this book is a much needed reminder of what bodies truly are. They are instruments and not ornaments. Our bodies are vessels that our soul reside in and each of them have their own unique abilities and their own talents. And yet we live in a world where we're obsessed with the thing called beauty. Erin, why do you think that is? Why do you think that when a woman gets on stage to deliver her TED Talk or present the cure to some disease, that my eyes just automatically go to what she's wearing, what size is she, that it doesn't matter like what she accomplishes, if she could cure cancer and be awarded some high achievement, but if she doesn't fit into the mold of what we define as beautiful, we find fault in her. Like, oh, she could be successful, but she couldn't keep the weight off. Or why do we use photo filters on social media? Why do we want to shrink and tweak and smooth over and perfect before we're even willing to post? Why are award-winning actresses asked more about their looks and their diets than they are about developing process for the characters that they use in movies? Why is it the single most important thing for a mama to do after she has a baby to get back in the pre-baby body? Get her body back. I mean, ugh, are your minds as mad as mine are? Because just the ridiculousness of the world and the message that it gives out just is incredibly bothersome. I haven't even let you talk, Erin. Please jump in. Tell me your thoughts. <laughs> no. I think it's great. I think you can definitely tell that you are passionate about this book and about this topic. And I think everybody should be. I certainly think that we are in a physically focused world. That is for sure. And I think it makes it very difficult when you feel that there's this mold that everybody has in their mind that is the ideal woman. And when you don't feel like you fit perfectly into that mold, you just feel like you don't even fit in the world. And that does not seem right in the least. Like you said, I feel very passionate about this. And I think it's because from a very young age, those words of this is the mold, this is what you want to aspire to be, have been everywhere. And it's been what I've been consuming since I was a kid. And one thing that this book does is it breaks down the thoughts in your mind of your beliefs of what you have been fed and it asks you basically like, do you want to hold on to these beliefs? Do you want to change these beliefs? And I never even thought about it. And so this whole more than a body experience has just been very eye-opening. And one of the questions at the very beginning they asked is, how do you feel about your body? And so I'm going to ask you that first, Erin. I love that you're asking me this live <laughs> in front of everyone. Okay. You know, all three of you. Yes. We're growing. We are, we are growing. growing. 
I've pretty much from a very young age always had a hard time with my body. Uh, I'm very tall and I struggle feeling, I mean, quote unquote, abnormal for not being able to buy clothes in regular stores. You know, I have to buy a lot of my clothes online because they don't come in tall or they don't come long enough. And add to that, you know, being blessed by my adorable son two years ago, when that happened, my body changed in a lot of ways. I mean, I lost a lot of the curves that I liked and I gained a lot of curves in places that I wasn't thrilled about. (laughs) And although I've come to, I would say, accept my mama bod, I think we probably need to do more than just accept what we have. And I think we need to make it more socially acceptable that women will likely look different after they have a kid. And even if they haven't had a kid, like it's okay to have different sizes and different heights and different looks. Like that's what this world's all about. Yes, I'm 100% in your boat. I feel like from a very young age, how I felt about my body was kind of more on the negative aspect of it and I mean you know what I look like but a lot of our listeners don't so they don't see the amount of freckles that are covered all over my body they don't see the awkward man hands and just the silly things that I have always been pointed out as a identifier as a young child oh you're that redhead oh you're you have all these freckles oh she's my redhead friend and as a very young child being put as a something to identify you negatively impacted like a lot of the things that I thought about myself yeah I can see how that kind of reinforced things you were already feeling insecure about oh yeah and For me to grow from that and be like, it's okay, I have freckles, whatever. But then puberty hits and it's like, oh my gosh, my body's changing again. This is weird. And then you get married and you have kids and then your body drastically changes. And then even after a baby and you're like, well, my clothes don't fit the same way that they did. And I mean, any type of a change almost feels like a negative change because this was your body before and it shouldn't change from that, right? I mean, yeah, that makes sense that you're like, you feel almost betrayed by your own body. Like, hey, wait a second. I didn't say that that could change. I liked it the way it was, you know, and that's kind of sad when you're feeling betrayed or that you didn't have control over what your body decided to do. Yes, And I think because of those media messages, like for me, the self-awareness or the comparisons from others started second or third grade, which I feel like is really young. I want to say I was like seven or eight. And it might have been even younger than that, but like as a conscious memory in my mind, I was very young and love my mom to death but she does have a negative outlook on her body and so when I would hear people tell me oh my gosh you look just like your mom and then I hear my mom say I'm so fat I'm so ugly in my head I'm like oh I'm like Tony I'm so fat I'm so ugly and I started to associate 
being associated with my mom as a negative thing rather than it just being what it was. Yeah, I have the same facial structure as my mom. Yeah, I sing very well just like my mom, you know, rather than focusing on like what that meant for my body. Did you have any experiences younger when you believe that you became self-aware of the body and the comparisons around that? (laughs) Yeah. um, So I have three brothers and two sisters. And from a very young age, it was very clear that I was not built like my other sisters, you know. So I think, I mean, in in every sense of the word, their, their hair color, their eye color, you know, they both have dark brown hair, dark brown eyes. Um, They're both, they're both quite a bit shorter than I am. And I was just this blonde, green-eyed, tall, gangly thing, and everyone would say, oh, you you look just like your brothers. You're built like your brothers. And for me, that was really hard because I'm like, oh, I'm masculine. I And it was really hard not feeling like I fit into all of the cute and feminine girls in my family. And, you know, as I continued into junior high and high school, I didn't get asked to a lot of dances or I didn't get asked out on a lot of dates. And I was always like, oh, it's because I'm so tall. Or like you said, it's because I have man hands like Seinfeld, you know, (laughs) it's because I'm so masculine that they don't want to ask me out. And so I think that was, that was something I had kind of identified. And it's like you said, nobody actually came out and said, you're masculine. It's just as they made comments, I kind of projected my interpretation and tried to make it like, this must be how it is. So yeah, I totally identify with that. Exactly. And this book opened up my mind to a new term that I'd never even heard before with comparisons. And it's called self-objectification. And I'll just read an an excerpt from the book. And it says, self-objectification occurs when people learn to view their own bodies from an outside perspective which is a natural result in living in an environment where bodies are objectified. And for me, it was like, what? I've been doing this to myself? <gasps> How dare I? I mean, Erin, have you ever experienced self-objectification where you objectify yourself? Oh, definitely. When I think about everything that I don't like about my body, I've generally been the first one to point it out or to really feel that way even before anyone else has like really made a comment, there's generally kind of a starting insecurity there that then comments and different things kind of feed into. So yeah, I'm going to share another quote from their book. It says, we believe women are suffering not only because of the ways beauty is being defined. We are suffering because we are being defined by beauty. We are burdened with the task of looking beautiful and feeling beautiful to others as well as to ourselves because we live in a world that defines our value in terms of our physical appeal to others and defines our body image in terms of our physical appeal to ourselves. Being viewed as objects is the real root of our problem. So not only do we objectify others, but for the bulk of our lives, we're objectifying ourselves. Boom, there we are at the gym working out and we catch a glimpse of our body in the mirror and objectify ourselves. You see an image of yourself and it's <gasps> tug on this, suck in that, elongate, remove the RBF and add that pleasant smile. 
we're not concerned anymore with like, yeah, I'm on mile 16. I'm riding my bike. I'm sweating so hard. This feels so good. Or I just did 15 pull-ups or I can't wait till I hit that next mile. And I'm so proud of myself. Instead, we leave the gym consumed with the image of our love handles coming out or, oh my gosh, I can't believe somebody saw how sweaty I was in there. Erin, have you ever experienced getting out of your body in a quick moment? And do you have any tools or things that you do to help you get back into your body rather than focus on what you look like externally? Yeah, I definitely think it's easy to get caught up in those negative ideas about our body because when you think about going to a gym, about 90% of the walls are covered in mirrors. And so it's kind of like anywhere you look, you're, you know, you're staring at yourself and it's easy to focus on those areas. For me personally, I don't go to a gym. I just work out at my house and I purposely do that in an area where there's not really a mirror because I don't really need that distraction. I have lots of like funny motivational quotes around my favorite one says do it for the donuts because that's true. I really (laughs) love carbs and I love to eat not great things. And so it's kind of like, hey, if you want a DoorDash tomorrow, this is why you're here. (laughs) And so it just kind of, it's, I just kind of try to surround myself with motivational things. But also if I am in more of a public setting, I try to really focus on whatever muscles I'm trying to utilize as part of that workout. So if I'm doing, you know, leg presses, I will really try to focus on, whoa, it's so crazy how the muscles in my thighs wrap around my knees. And like just I try to focus on how incredible it is that all of these muscles kind of work together to perform this action. And just our bodies are just incredible. And so I try to more focus on really the area of my body that is working for me. I love that. I absolutely love that. That's definitely something that I think I have a harder time with jumping back into my body. Um, And so focusing on the feeling that my body is having or the specific move that I'm doing, I think that would definitely ground me back into my body. That is awesome. Erin, I just have the question of like, do you think that this is even something that's important for us to be talking about? I mean, is it important to know that we have more value in us than our outward appearance? That we are more than a body. We are more than some object to be looked at. I mean, we functioned, at least I functioned this far on feeling objectified by others and objectifying myself. Like, why change? Uh, I mean, I guess I have two thoughts on that. One would be I don't see any good in fighting against the body we're currently living in. I mean, if I I can sit and throw hate vibes at myself all day long for the body I'm in, but how does that help me to move forward with any aspect of my life? I just, I don't see a point in raging a war against what we've been given for our body. The other thing I would say is, you know, all those points you went through at the beginning, women not being taken as seriously for their career or the focus being on The physical instead of, you know, everything they've accomplished, kind of hearing you list some of those things off was absolutely infuriating. And, you know, even hearing the post-delivery, get back to your pre-baby body, all of that stuff just is very infuriating to me. And yet, if we're performing those same actions, can we really be mad about it? I think if we expect the world to change, we need to start loving our post-baby bodies and we need to start 
respecting and loving everybody else's post baby bodies. I think we need to like we need to show respect and recognize accomplishments for women and I think it starts with us. And so I think if I know I'm a woman that's accomplished a lot and I've built my career right on my back, it doesn't matter what I'm wearing or what I look like, I need to be confident in my career and I need to be confident in my my body, even though it's changed since I had my son, I think it starts with us. If we want the world to change, if we want the whole idea around so much of a society that's built on looks, the first place for us to start, I think, would be with ourselves. And I think it's so important that we're having this conversation because I really hope that it opens up the listeners' minds of, I need to talk with somebody else about this. We need to spread this because... It's unfair to us, it's unfair to them, it's unfair to the world because it's hard being objectified and it's hard objectifying yourself, especially for something as minimal as how you look. I mean, I feel like developing the muscles in our mind are so much more important or the connections that we have with other people are so much more important. And if we're so focused on ourselves and we're not willing to even leave the house because of oh no, some acne, we're missing that connection. And that connection is way more important than how we look to someone. I mean, it takes a lot of brain power to think about objectifying yourself and thinking about the other things that I could be thinking about if I wasn't thinking about objectifying myself or others. I'm just amazed at like how much more free brain space I might have if this wasn't something that I would worry about. And maybe... Listeners, ask yourself that same thing. What could I be thinking about instead of how I feel about my body when I pass it in the mirror to jump in the tub or when my little kid comes up and pats me on the belly and, Mom, your belly's so jiggly or it's so soft here. And instead of running and hiding, being like, yep, it's the perfect pillow for you to lay your head on. Why don't we go snuggle for a little while and turn it into a connection rather than a place for self-hatred? I agree. I I just have to share this because I thought it was such a good comeback and I love wit. One of my friends is just so witty and they always have a comeback and their son came up and their body did change after they had their son. And so the little boy came up and he patted his mom's bill and he said, mom, do you have a baby in there? And she said, no, but I sure did. And she was just kind of explaining to him how he was in there. And, you know, that's <laughs> that's why it is that way. And so I, I thought that was kind of funny that she took something that could have been really hurtful and she kind of spun it around. And so, yeah, I, I think it's great to have those conversations. So it's not that I feel like we should give up on looks in general. I just think... Right now, in a place that I'm at, I am digging out of years of like self-rejection and body hatred and body envy and restricting my diet and the fear that someone will see me like without makeup or the right clothes on and then I'll be no longer worthy of connection. And I'm digging out of years of like labels of being the redheaded friend or the, the short friend or the thin friend and those expectations of like, oh my gosh, if I grow out of being like the thin friend, then who am I? I have to live up to these expectations that somebody's put on me, right? And objectifying ourselves, like it just keeps us small. Like I said, it keeps us in a place that we can't grow. 
we can't remove that armor that keeps us safe. And even though that armor feels like it's safe, it also contains us. And sure, you'll be safe, but you'll be small. And I, for one, I want to be free of that armor. I want to be free of the weight of the self-judgments and the be more carefree about other people's thoughts about me or the thoughts about myself. And when I read the More Than a Body book, it gave me a lot of tools to help me figure out ways of doing it. You know, I see a picture of myself on social media and automatically I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I look like that. And I need to go on a diet or I need to change something about me so that somebody will forget how I looked in the picture. Or this book talks about like, yep, that's a picture of me. My legs are working and try to focus on something else beside that picture. At least you're in a picture. You could have missed out on that whole experience by not going. So maybe it's a good thing that you have a picture to remember this by. It tries to get me out of focusing on me and focusing on the whole aspect of what I'm doing and who am I connecting with. It's going to always be there for me at least, the body shame cycle. But at least now I've got some cleaner tools on how to get out of that. And there's also tools about how we teach our kids about body acceptance and that they are responsible for their thoughts around their choice of clothing and they're not responsible about other people's thoughts on how they look. And one thing that I definitely want to teach my kids is that your size and your appearance will change throughout your life. That's something that we talked about in the beginning. I love that. So even for me, just knowing that my size and my appearance will change throughout my life it's kind of like freeing, you know, I'm not going to have the same body that I did when I was like 15 or 16. I'm going to have kids. I'm going to nurse. I'm going to get old. My metabolism's going to stop. And it seems like every single time uh, something happens, I'm like, oh, no, I'm supposed to have a, the body of like a 20 year old because that's what social media tells me. This is what's expected, right? So to give my kids the idea of, Kids, your bodies are going to change as you grow up. And that's just what bodies do. They got to make room for more muscles or for a baby or for other things. To me, it's more freeing than thinking that your body is gone through puberty and now it's done growing. And then that should be your body for the rest of your life. I agree. I feel like I'm doing a lot of talking. (laughs) It's good. I mean, you have all good content. So keep it coming, girl. Well, thank you. Another thing that I absolutely loved about the More Than a Body book is that there are one-liners like bespeckled throughout the book. And these are some of the ones that just like I had to write down to keep in my mind often. So Erin, I'm going to read some of them. And if you've got one that you just absolutely love, I would love if you'd like comment on your thoughts about it. Okay, great. So one of them says... You can't heal the rift in your identity and reunite with your whole self if you are imagining a future self that isn't even real. Sometimes our future selves can be our past our past selves. You know, that pre-baby body thinking in the future, oh, it's okay, I'll have a baby and then I'll just get back to my pre-baby body. And then you have a rift in your identity because you're like, I can't accept myself until I get back into that. And if you're imagining a future that isn't real because 
your body might not ever go back to what it was if you gained the newlywed 15 or the freshman 15 or just as your body changes, you're creating an imaginary self and you are denying acceptance until you reach some imaginary future possibility. That's harsh. (laughs) That sounds so harsh. Definitely, yeah. (laughs) And then this one's probably... (laughs) My favorite, regardless of how you look or how you think you look, you can feel good about yourself because you are not your appearance. Your beauty is not your life's work. You don't have to be beautiful. And when I read that, it like gave me permission. You don't have to be beautiful. I'm like, what are you talking about? I have spent decades and thousands of dollars on beauty products and things because I was told that that my life is based on beauty. I have to be beautiful. And for somebody to give me the freedom or just a simple line that says, you don't have to be beautiful. It's like, okay, well then what do I have to be? What can I be? Instead of focusing on beauty, what can I focus on now? What can I do with this freedom of not having to be beautiful? I like that. I think it is very freeing. And I think, you know, if we really think about it, our accomplishments don't change just because our appearance changes. And so I think that's what we should focus on is what have we built? What skills and talents and things have we worked hard to build? Because even going back to my job after maternity leave, yeah, I looked different, but it didn't make me perform my job any different really and so I think sometimes it's easy to focus on that but really it doesn't change who we are exactly this last one says positive body image isn't believing your body looks good it's knowing your body is good regardless of how it looks mic drop y'all look good (laughs) Uh, yeah (laughs) so Erin should we stop caring about our outward appearance of our bodies should we just be like, nah, if beauty doesn't matter, doesn't doesn't matter if I stop jogging or I eat all the junk food. I mean, who needs vegetables, right? I don't know that we should stop worrying about our appearance, but I do think we need to change the motivation behind why we're focused on our appearance. Um, I've been somebody that has worked in the legal field for nearly a decade now and that typically means dressing very professional and being very put together and so when I went on maternity leave I had a little bit of kind of an identity crisis because I was home with a baby most days I knew I wasn't going to be leaving the house and nobody was coming to see me and so you know there was this idea of like well do I really need to do I really even need to change out of my pajamas do I even need to brush my hair today but I didn't like the way I felt. It didn't matter that nobody was seeing. For me, I felt more motivated to get things done. I felt more put together and more who I was. If I still got up, got dressed, you know, even though there wasn't this expectation or there wasn't even anyone seeing me, that's what made me feel like me and made me feel good. And so I think if it's if it's a situation like that where it is making you feel good and it it is part of, you know, making you who you are. Absolutely. But if we're doing things because there's an expectation from others, I think we probably need to take some of the focus off of that. 
I agree. I think a lot of times when I'm working out, I work out because of like the endorphins or just like that. My body needs that extra hit of energy and that extra focus. And I just really enjoy how my body feels when it works out. For me, I eat healthy because when there are times where, yeah, I just feel like a kid and the sound of opening a bunch of Twix candy bars or some other type of a candy bar and eating them without having to worry about balancing my diet, it sounds delicious, but boy, do I regret it like every single time. And so, yeah, I do want to care for my body. I want to give it exercise so that I can appreciate the movement that it does. And I want to eat healthy so that I can feel good inside of my body, both going in and coming out. (laughs) And I think the reason behind why we do those things needs to be clean. I love what you said. There are some days that I'm home with the kids and I know I'm not going to be leaving the house. Today's like laundry day. Do I even need to change? (laughs) What's the point? But I do feel a whole lot better when I put on different clothes or shower. Boy, when I take a shower and give myself a little self-treatment and feel all squeaky clean, like I feel great. I feel ready to tackle on the day. And I'm sure there are days where I don't shower for quite a while and I feel like junk. And so is it more about how I look in case somebody shows up or is it more about how I feel when I do those things? And that's what I want to get really clean about for myself. And I hope that you ladies want to get clean about it for yourselves too. I mean, because we're all going through this. Yeah, all of us, even those neighborhood hotties that always seem to look like on fleek, their nails are done, the hairs are done, like their eyelashes look awesome. They're going through the same things that we're going through, objectifying ourselves and probably belittling themselves and comparing themselves to other people. Those mega babes that are at the gym or at the pool or even like the preteens that like binge those YouTube makeup tutorials so they don't go through an awkward phase, which sometimes seems completely unfair because I'm still in my preteen awkward phase sometimes. (laughs) So the fact that they can skip over that is no fair, but we're all going through it, all of us. And what a world it could be if we had a united front and stood up to society and we talk about really what's important and we stop comparing because all of us are going through this and we have compassion on each other because we all know that we're objectifying ourselves and we all know that we're objectifying each other. And I mean, how much more compassion would you have for us and others knowing that now? I I think a lot. I think if you are to walk past each person and think, well, geez, they're probably that sixth grader deep inside still struggling with a lot of that stuff. I think it would be pretty easy to be understanding of of all of those around us. I feel the exact same way. I feel like instead of looking at somebody up and down that looks so good in that pair of jeans and how come my body doesn't fill out a pair of jeans like that? I would just be like, she's going through the same thing and why not just give her a compliment? You look really nice today rather than, oh my gosh, I can't believe she looks so much better than me. I should give her like the stink eye because I feel jealous. How how dare they look amazing? 
<laughs> so I hope that what you're hearing and what I what I'm talking about, what Aaron are talking about, like really hits a chord with you. I hope that that you out there know that you really are more than your body. You are more than what society deems ideal and you are an invaluable person to those that are around you, to those that depend on you. And just like myself growing up, those sweet kiddos that are around you, they might overhear you talk about how you feel about your body and take those thoughts to heart. They may hear, you know, your body's a temple, your body is great just the way it is. But then when they also see you and how you treat your body, what are they really hearing about bodies? And what should they be hearing about bodies? What are they learning through your modeled behavior about bodies? Don't be surprised if your body beliefs turn out to be their body beliefs. So my question is how can we show up better for ourselves so that we can show up better for our kids so that they can show up better for themselves. I mean, looking at the time, I know this episode is long. I have a lot of passion about this subject. And every lady has their own different needs and we're all navigating our own different body journey. And so I just want to say, keep an eye on our social media pages because we are going to have an upcoming post that you can enter into our drawing for a few lucky winners to get a more than a body book shipped to you because I want this conversation to spread. I want people to have the tools that they need to accept themselves and to feel good about themselves and to pass the book around because this is important work. It's something each of us need. And I hope that this will spark a conversation with your other fellow mamas and friends that you have out there. Thank you so much for putting this together, Jessica. That was incredible. I can tell it's something you're passionate about. I can tell it's something you've put a lot of work into. And yeah, that was kind of a game changer for me. So thank you so much. Yeah, please send us an email um, and tell us about your body journey. We're always here to help support you. And we want to hear how this works for you as well. We appreciate you listening. We appreciate the reviews. We appreciate the love, the kind words, the friendship, all of it. And we just want to send it back your way. We want to be a part of your adventure too. So submit your topics, questions, or silly stories to us at motherhoodadventurepod at gmail.com. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. Become part of our mom tribe by following us on Facebook and Instagram so you don't miss a mess-filled mom moment. Thanks for joining us through our journey of tantrums, triumphs, and teamwork. Till next time.